to the Doctor's Companion, brought to you by InStockTrades.com and DCBService.com. Welcome to another episode of The Doctor's Companion. I'm Scott Corelli. I'm Cassandra Fredrickson. And I'm Nick Jimenez. Today on the show, we're going to be talking about the uh, penultimate uh, series eight story uh, in The Forest of the Night. I say penultimate because, you know, the next story is a two-parter. So there you go. Um, But before we do that, I like to uh, go around, check the temperature of the room, see what everybody thought without with as few... Spoilers as possible, which I don't think is going to be super difficult with this one. Um, but uh, yeah, so what did what do we think about uh, In the Force of the Night, written by Frank Cottrell Boyce, a new writer for the show, and uh, first-time director uh, Sherry Folkson, um, who, I gotta be honest, I think is uh, kind of the star of this one. Um, this, is a, this is a hell of a directed episode. Mm-hmm. I don't know. What did you guys think? Cassandra? Um... Not not super into this one. Um, hmm. Yeah. No. I'm I'm just not feeling it. I wasn't super engaged while I was watching it. I didn't really care what was happening. But everything looked really pretty. So, there's that. Okay. <laughs> uh, Nick? I, I freaking... I loved this so much. Uh, this was just so full of heart and it was brilliantly directed and brilliantly written. It was just, and it was, it was just such a loving, it it was an, it was an episode of Dr. Who just full of, I think just love. And I, the doctor was so, um, so compelling in this episode. And we really got a sense of his relationship with earth and particularly 12's relationship with earth. And there was, um, I love the way they dealt with Danny and Clara um, I don't want to get into spoilers, but the fears that we had last week for me were totally resolved, and I was like, "Oh, thank you guys for doing that." It was a little, but it, it wasn't exactly what I wanted, but it was wasn't what I was worried about. It was. We'll talk about it later. Um, and yeah, mm-hmm. I just it was great, and the kids were not cheesy. I mean, they were actually kind of charming in a weird way. And everything was great except the last thirty seconds, which were almost, which was almost insulting. <laughs> okay. That that uh, last bit I, at the I, end, almost. I we'll talk about it, but God. Okay. Um, I don't remember what happened at the end. I guess we'll talk about it. Uh, I yeah, I loved I loved this to pieces. Um, I think that this was. You know, just another another episode to throw in the pile of just amazing Doctor Who episodes this season. Um, I, what I loved about it is, you know, you talked about the heart that it had, and I and I I totally agree with that. And I love seeing the Doctor as like a curmudgeon-y babysitter. That's <laughs> so great. And uh, and and yeah, and I I did like the heart, and I liked that. It's interesting because while this episode absolutely 
has a uh, a Deus Machina kind of uh, kind of ending, um, or I guess resolution to the to the problem. It's it's funny because the resolution that it, that we come into the the Deus Ex Machina ends up being kind of what the whole episode was about. It's weird because you know if this was any other episode, this would be about how the solar flares are about to destroy the Earth, not about this other thing and then and then the you know the forest or whatever would have been the deus ex machina but because we we viewed the problem from the ground up we get this crazy reverse deus ex machina like red herring kind of thing and it it was awesome i, I love that it I was that sort was of done a, really well calling it deus ex machina would almost be a disservice though and we'll talk about that in spoilers <laughs> All right. Um, so uh, before we do that, I want to remind you guys that we are sponsored by DCBService.com, the site that lets you pre-order all of your monthly comic books and collectibles at discounts your local comic book shop just can't compete with. Use DCBS to place your orders two months in advance and get discounts of 40% off, special discounts up to 50% off. So place an order as big or small as you like and ship monthly, bi-weekly or weekly with flat rate shipping of only six ninety five every time an order goes out. So thanks to DCBService.com. Also, in-stock trade com, their sister site where you can purchase any hardcover or paperback graphic novel collection that's currently in print at massive discounts of 25 to 45% off. And if that's not good enough for you, check back on Wednesdays for new release specials of 50% off every single week. And remember, all orders over $50 get free shipping. So thanks to InStockTrades.com. All right. Uh, dipping our toe into spoilers. Um, I guess, Nick, you you seem to have a lot of things to talk about. Let's let, Let's go ahead and go down your list. Um, okay, yeah, I mean, like, it was, this episode just made me really happy. Um, Scott, like you, I, I love the doctor being a babysitter, um, because it was, I mean, it was really fun after getting, like, two years of, like, the cat in the hat doctor, getting, like, the Grinch doctor. Um, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's a good analogy, I like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and it, it just, and it just walked that fine line between two too grumpy because like there was the doctor really did have this strong uh connection towards the character Maeve that I found really genuine and you know it's, it, I guess it's a tribute to Capaldi's performance but like it never felt treacly or secondhand lionsy you know it just felt really honest and just the right amount of like fairy tale magic because they're exploring the woods and they find fairies um and just walking that, yeah, this episode had a very magical quality to it, and not in the the Matt Smith era kind of way, but in this very kind of natural, um, like you know, Lady of the Lake kind of way. And I just really, yeah, and like the like, and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm talking as I'm thinking, but you know, Danny Pink, sort of as as the woodsman leading this like group of children through this like dark uncharted territory, and mm-hmm. I don't know, and I and I love the little arcs of the children sort of coming of age in a, in a very minor understated way. And, and God, so many, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just remembering moments now. Um, but, and then like that beautiful scene with Danny and Clara where and we, we can talk about specific dialogue, right? Um, yeah. Okay, cool. We're just, you know, like Danny said, we're in spoilers. Go for it. <laughs> I know. I, I'm sorry. I was turning off my phone and I took off my headphones. So I kind of missed that. Um, oh, I miss like I miss like the sponsors. Anyway, um, I'm so sorry, you guys. But yeah, but the, the the scene with Danny and Clara, where you know Danny says like I don't need to see what is it like I don't need to see more. I want to see what I can see more clearly. 
And I was like, oh my gosh, what a, that's a great character moment. And it also, like, you could see how that impacts Clara. And I'm very interested to see how that pays off in the finale. Um, and yeah, and the only bit that really rang weird to me was right at the very end when Maeve's sister magically came out of the bushes. Um, I don't know. That just seemed like a really weird... It almost seemed like a oh, note. Oh, right. Yeah, that was really bizarre and like War of the Worlds. I don't Worlds-y. know why that was even – I don't even know what that was – why that was there. It I was so – I remember thinking that when it was happening. I was like, what? I was like, I, I barely remembered that she had a lost sister, so – Right, yeah, and it wasn't even important to the story. And like no. – or, or it was because like you get that like Spielbergian catharsis when Mabe's mom finds her, you know, because she was right. like, oh, I was so worried I'd lose you too and I got a little verklempt. And then when she's just like, I'm okay, I'm in the bushes. And like, did the forest take you? Like, were, <laughs> yeah. you, were you lost in that bush? Like, it was just so weird. And I don't know. It seems to me, I don't want to pretend like I know how things work, but it seemed to me like a BBC note where it was like, you have to find the sister too. Like, you can't just leave the sister out, like, missing. And I don't know. It just, it was very jarring. And it was right at the very end, so it kind of... It didn't kill the episode by any stretch of the imagination, but it was a very jarring note to end on. Yeah, that was weird. That was definitely weird. Yeah. Um Yeah, I don't know. I and I, I loved uh I loved the trees, like, you know. <laughs> I, I that that typical that typical sort of Doctor Who thing where um especially with the Moffat era of taking a thing that you know and you know turning and it's on its head and yeah. saying like there's more to this than you think um and just the idea of like the trees being like looking out for us like being the the planet's protectors and how we uh turn our memories of anytime they do that into like these fairy tales that take place in the forest and like that's 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 cool doctor who stuff like that's yeah. that's my jam i love that um so, uh, so Cassandra, take us to a negative place. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay, bye. No, just <laughs> well, hey. I just realized I just realized you hadn't spoken in a while. No, so I'm sorry. I didn't like Mummy on the Orient Express. Jiminy it's fine. Christmas. Um, <laughs> no, I do. I do like the whole the world building meta aspect of like the trees is our protector. Um, and especially with all the fairy tale imagery, I like how they tie that into, um, where you have Maeve as kind of little, little red riding hood getting chased by all these weird animals and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. and cause Danny does kind of play like the woodsman, um, not archetype. There we go. Um, kind of leading these kids to safety and like you were talking about their whole coming of age kind of thing so it's it's it was cool i i i appreciated what this episode was trying to do i just wasn't that into the execution i guess um but yeah i don't i don't know what was up with the sister thing either because i i feel like they were trying to kind of tie Maeve's art together because she is like the first thing we see in the episode, so kind of right. bringing that full circle, I guess. But I don't know. 
I was like, for the sister thing, I I barely remembered that that was a thing. So like, when this strange girl was showing up, I was like, I thought the episode was over. Like, who's this? <laughs> mm-hmm. And then I realized, like, oh right, sister thing. Except I don't, I didn't know what she looked like. So this mm-hmm. is just some random feral girl. Um, <laughs> that was like surprisingly, <laughs> like surprisingly older. Like I was expecting, like a like, in my right. head, in my head it was a twin. And then this girl looked like sixteen, seventeen. And I was like, you couldn't, you couldn't get out of that bush for like months. But, <laughs> but are we expected to believe you were in the bush? Like, did, I, it was just so weird. And I don't know. Yeah. Cool shout out to time. Weird. Cool shout out to time heist. Yeah. Oh, what was that? I don't remember. Um, there was the a part solar where, flares in the bank. Yeah. Where the doc- the, the the doctor's like, it'll just be like the solar flares. In the bank, implying oh, that right, 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 right. that these solar flares right. are connected and possibly the work of Missy. Right. Yeah, that's true. Although I kind of, I also like, I would also like the idea that it isn't the work of her. Like <laughs> that would be just as good. Like I, I like the idea of of uh, setting up something to pay off in a future episode that has nothing to do with like an overall arc or anything. It's just like. You need to know, you need to learn about this solar flares here. So we're going to teach you about them through this episode oh. so that we can pay off your knowledge of them in a later episode. You know what I mean? That's yeah. fun too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I would really, I would really love it if it was just that, like if it was just that simple, that would be really cool. Cause mm. it would, it would sort of be an execution of a, of a forethought that is not something that we typically see in the Moffat era. Um, you know, all of his forethought tends to be about his overall plot. So it'd be nice to see something like that. Um, but you're probably right. It probably is something to do with Missy. Well, now I hope you're right. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. So I, uh, I, I just thought, you know, as a, as a, as a penultimate story, um, I thought it was really, uh, I thought it was really great. It was, it was like a relaxing episode. Yeah. Um, you know, like you didn't, you never really felt like scared. you never really felt edge of your seat or scared or anything like that. It was just sort of all the characters kind of hanging out in the woods together and uh, doing their their thing, and 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 it was I don't know, it was just it was like a re- it was just no. a relaxing episode, which is interesting. Be- oh, sorry, go 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 on, Cass. Oh, so, okay, um, no, I feel like that is where my issue with it comes from because. Uh, there wasn't really, I mean, there was a sense of urgency, but it wasn't communicated effectively to, to where I felt it, you know? Mm. Um, and, like, I don't know. Of course the doctor was going to save the Earth from getting burned alive. Like, that's... that's. Silly. But he didn't. I, the trees did. Well, that was the other fa- thing that yeah, I liked. Yeah. <laughs> that's, why, that's why I liked that there was no sense of urgency because... The world like, was he already... doesn't even know what's going on, you know? And then and then he ends up it's really like this is a character episode. Like the plot of it is is just an excuse to, you know, get get all of our uh, get all of the characters together and go through what they need to go through. Yeah, it's kind um, of the Doctor go Who go through all of the stuff that's been building up. Almost like the closest Doctor Who can get to like a bottle episode. Yeah, kind of. It, it kind of does just put these characters in one place where there's no technology or nothing to run from. They're just kind of exploring the whole time. And they kind of just have to go through this crucible where, like, especially Danny and Clara, they really do have to sit there and be like, okay, what 
what is actually going on here? Where where are we? Mm-hmm. And I, it is very weird because there is a part where Clara sort of resigns that humanity is about to be destroyed forever, and uh, and just kind of tells the doctor to just go and save himself. And that was a little odd, I guess. In that, this, I guess that is very high stakes. But it, again, it, it it felt very quiet, and mm-hmm. it was kind of refreshing. Now that I think about it, as opposed to like the apocalyptic nature that Doctor Who can sometimes fall into. Um, it was cool seeing, you know, the end of the world happens every few episodes here on Doctor Who, and it was cool seeing that treated in sort of a quiet, melancholy way. Hmm. Yeah, I liked that a lot. Um, and I think, I think that if, if anything, I, I think that there were, there were two things that did not work at all in this story. Um, I think the sister thing was, uh, wow. I don't, yeah, I don't know. Um, the Bush sister. Um, and then there was, uh, and then there was the, uh, the, uh, uh the freaking guys that are like burning the forest down. Oh, yeah. You mean... Yeah, and they're, and they're like, oh, tell them not to burn the forest down. So then they call everyone on the planet and leave a mess? I don't know. Like, was, that uh, was... did did not work. I was very... Um, I was very... I don't know if uh, listeners out there, I was very much reminded of that old nostalgia critic joke. Uh, man! Yes, man! The biggest threat to the world. They burn trees down even though they're meant to save you. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It felt kind of like... It felt kind it of had fern- like that N.E.T. vibe, you know? Yeah. Um, what kind of fern gully? And then... Right, right, right. Uh, and it just, I don't know. It just didn't, it didn't work. It just didn't work. I, and I think, I think overall, I think my biggest complaint is that they're, they're, for being in London, there is a distinct lack of, uh, people. Yes. In the story. Yes. Yes. Um, I mean, which I imagine is, a, is, you know, has more to do with the budget oh, of sure. the show than anything. But it does. It did feel really off. I mean, that's a um, that's a Roland Emmerich idea, if there ever was one. Like London awakes in a forest, you know? Right, right. Um, and I mean, I liked that we didn't get the Roland Emmerich version of this because sure. if this was during the Russell T. Davies era, we absolutely would have gotten the Rus- the 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 uh, Roland Emmerich version. Mm-hmm. Um, because that's whenever it's something like a grand scale like that, you meet like all these people that you've never met before and you go through their life and it's, <laughs> there's that's, a cop. That's an definitely old that, Yeah. Right. That's his thing where he's just like, and now that we see everyone the doctor has ever met and some new people and they're all going through with it together, but they're all like, Oh doctor, you'll save us. And he's like, I sure will. And then he does because he's magic. Alonzi. <laughs> and everything's it's, better. It's like a Dickens novel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, so I did like the small scale of that, but I would have liked to just, you know, just see like people wandering around in the woods too, like mm-hmm. just other people. Yeah. Um, and 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 the the burning thing, and, and just like just the idea that there were already people out after you know like two hours after the woods appeared. Sure. And they're like, well, better burn these down. I'm like, were you just like waiting for this to happen? You already have all of this stuff. There should have been a like, scene. I feel like it would have taken a little bit longer than a couple hours to mobilize <laughs> something that extreme. Yeah. Um, there should have been a scene where the doctor runs into another group led by Daisy from Spaced. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been great. Yes. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I would approve of that. Oh. Um <laughs> Yeah, so so other but like that that I think uh I mean that feels like a directorial problem because maybe like I I wish that um 
uh, Cherie would have been able to find a, a way around that, or maybe, maybe, maybe Boyce uh, could have like written around that somehow. Mm-hmm. But either way, I think it re- what it really comes down to is something that's neither of their fault, which is budget. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I would kill to see this it's director. It's expensive having having extras. No, totally. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. yeah. And more, I, I, w- I would kill to see this director be given the finale next year. Just to see like what this director can do with like kind of, or an event episode, you know what I mean? Like maybe the premiere or the right. finale, right? Because I she directed the uh, just the business out of this. Yeah, kind of like I mean, it's the new. There the were like next- so many weird like oh like that shot where uh, uh, what's the little girl's name? The main one, Maeve. Maeve. The that was the 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 scene where Maeve comes into the TARDIS for the first time and you see it from down from her perspective and it's mm-hmm. like this massive, like slightly at like abstract sort of thing because they put it on that that wide angle lens and it's just so full of wonder and magic and uh like what a great choice. Yeah. This is a very um, Spielbergian episode, the more that I think about it. Or like oh, a, ver- yeah. or a very like Miyazaki episode. I don't know something about the image of the mom on a bicycle riding through the woods looking for her daughter just seems very like Ponyo to me for some reason. Yeah. Oh yeah, sure. That makes sense. Um, yeah, I uh, I I really loved it. I really loved it. Um, I I really wish I liked it more. I was I feel like I was the bar was set so high after last week. Sure. And uh huh. I, I don't know. I mean, that's kind yeah, of yeah. This is a totally. This is this is totally different. From yeah, last no. Week. Really I also is. love that that people weren't getting picked off. No, yeah, it wasn't that kind awful. of problem. You know, <laughs> such a oh my gosh. <laughs> Let's kill the children. Yeah. Like no, yeah. stop it. Also, can we yeah. talk about how no one is referencing the girl from Kill the Moon at all? Oh yeah! Oh yeah! <laughs> I forgot about her. <laughs> I know exactly. It was just like, well, that was a mistake. Uh, good old Courtney. Good old Courtney. Oh. She she moved. Yeah. The kids did. I liked. I liked the. I I, I liked the use of the kids here, though. But they seemed mm-hmm. super young, like in comparison. Yeah, they might even be younger than Courtney. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, oh, they're way younger than Courtney. Because Courtney seemed like 15, 16, but sure. these kids seemed right. like 8 or 9 to me. Yeah, I mean... I, I think they were supposed to be like in the in like middle, like middle youngest middle school Yeah, like 7th yeah. grade. Um, actually, they were way too articulate to be 8 years old. Actually, I, I do I think, think I, if I remember correctly, Danny does say like, oh, they're in grade 8. Yeah, okay, that Are makes sense. Are they really? That makes sense. Yeah, have you so Have old. you met... When was the last time you met an 8th grader? They're tiny. Last time I met an eighth grader. That's a good. Point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I swear, like meet an eighth grader, and you'll just be like, "What? You're yeah. eighth grade? I remember being in fifth grade and looking at eighth graders and thinking they were adults." Right? No, yeah, not totally. And, and no, they're totally not. They look uh, like they do in this episode. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> my like nephew. My nephew just turned twelve, and he's about like at that level of like being a person. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. They have personalities, but they're still like not they're not adults. Sure. Um They're uh Spielberg kid age. That's sure. What they are. The classic Amblin age. Yeah, yeah. Amblin age. That's Danny cool. Pink, great with kids. He is. Yeah. Ladies. Yeah. What was the thing that they kept calling him <laughs> in this? Uh Sir? No, 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 so, no. I, I mean, I mean, uh, Clara <laughs> kept referencing him as as something in particular, like having a job, like, and pointing out that he's good with kids, and 
I forget what the thing was. Um, Hot. Because I, I only got to, <laughs> I only got to watch this one once. Um, um, oh gosh, I, I couldn't remember. I, don't I can't remember. What was that weird thing Courtney kept saying in the caretaker? Where it was like Mrs. Mrs. C loves twenty five. There's this weird like slang. I don't know. Yeah. For, for them hooking up. Yeah. Danny I like that and Clara. One. There was that. There was that one kid that was like, uh, when Maeve was like doing her hand waving thing. Oh which, yes, By yes, the way, yes. I just, I, I just love, I just love that she's doing that, and and the doctor is just like, what, what is this? What are you doing? What is this? <laughs> and Danny's like, oh, don't make fun of her. And, and he's like, I'm, shut up. I'm not. I'm trying to figure out what it is. And the, and the kid's like, was it? It's messing with my anger management. Yeah, yeah, it's messing with my anger management. I was like, what does it even mean, kid? <laughs> Oh, my favorite! He's just gonna like go Hulk on everybody. <laughs> my favorite, my favorite Capaldi line reading was when he was like, "Just stay in the TARDIS, oh, okay?" Yeah. <laughs> uh, Don't touch anything, okay? I love when he was. I love when he was uh, trying to teach them things, and they were all just like sitting on the steps, like staring oh, at him when they didn't know about the solar flares. <laughs> right. So, so what do we know about? I this? love that. that that it's really, really scaring us. <laughs> <laughs> so great. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, how great would it be if, like, they just do, like, a straight up, like, magic school bus season where, like, the doctor just has, like, kids? It's <laughs> just, like, a bunch of kids. Just Arnold, Carlos. Carlos. Like, Carlos. Oh, no. <laughs> But then it turns out that Phoebe is like the Razi or something. <laughs> uh. Hey, speaking of, uh, hey, it's time for the Doctor's Companions uh, Crazy Theories of the Week. Oh, yeah. We're coming oh, up. Oh, yeah. Uh, welcome, welcome to Act 3, B-Words. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, so this episode ends with, uh, with, with Missy watching the events of the episode and uh saying saying something along the lines of like oh my clara i chose well or whatever which a lot of people are saying like oh what does that mean does that mean she's uh she's the doctor from the future or mm-hmm. blah 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 and I, I and i was just like i don't i don't think it's that cryptic i feel like she's just yeah i mean she's just uh and this she's just week saying she was, she's the shop lady right she's yeah, the lady and, in the shop that gave and this week number. she said like what surprises or i love surprises and then yeah i i don't know i i don't I, does anybody? Do you guys have any, any thought? More thoughts on Missy, because or or on our on the preview for next week? Because like I'm, I I don't know I don't even know what I mean. Next week looks great, but I don't I don't I. It was a great trailer because I don't know I don't understand what anything that I just I'd, saw. <laughs> I'd be very interested to hear what you two think of uh, what seems to be going on with Clara. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know because I I made the mistake of going on Tumblr on Saturday. Before watching the episode, uh oh, people. Oh, were that's a bad idea. Freaking out, and I was like, okay, nobody tell me anything. I don't know what you're freaking out about. Um, and watching the trailer for next week, the thing that people were freaking out the most, I guess, was that line from Clara, like she's never existed. And it just, in seeing it in context, it just makes me think that she's like lying to the Cybermen to avoid getting murdered. You know. Um, cause I don't know, it just seems like that kind of thing to me. Um, yeah. it looks really 
awesome, and I didn't even realize that there was going to be Cybermen this season, which is cool. Yeah, um, that's something. Mm-hmm. I don't like the recreating the invasion. Yeah, yeah, I like that one. That one's cool. Yeah, recreating the invasion with them walking down the steps and everything. Yeah, um, but I don't know, and it's cool because we we see um, like that girl from the fiftieth special with the asthma unit people, which is cool, right? Um, uh, I don't know. People, people need to stop freaking out so much. I guess I'm just the buzzkill this week. I apologize. Well, you're doing fine. No. <laughs> I don't, think you're being, I don't think you're being stupid. negative. I just think you're. I just think you're being like cautious. I don't. Uh, yeah, Doctor Who. <laughs> yeah, we, we've been hurt before. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I got so excited after last week. I was like, "Yeah, bring it on!" And this one was just like, "Oh." Yeah. Okay. I think I need to rewatch it. I feel like I'd appreciate it more now that I know cohesively what they were trying to do with it. Yeah. I mean, that, that's um, how I. That's how I felt with Mummy on the Orient Express. Was like I knew objectively that it was good. I just, for some reason, it didn't hit me in, like, my happy part spot. Yeah. I feel like this episode, for me, was um, The Beast Below for other people. Like. Oh, yeah. Because I love Beast Below, but a lot of mm-hmm. people yeah. are like, meh, meh, meh. Sure. Um, yeah. I know a lot of people who had your view of this. Of course, all of them hate children, so. I love children, but. Okay. People- so that's. I don't. Yeah. So then I don't no, know I, what your problem is. I, I don't know either. No, I actually, I really, the kids were the favorite part. No, I, I feel like I need to defend myself now. No, I was, I was like a nanny for like two years, so I, yeah, you know, I did kids, but I don't know. The whole because it's it'd been kind of building toward Clara and Danny having this conversation, and to me, it felt like they didn't have it. They like had it, but it was one sided, and Clara didn't get to say anything. And yeah, then, well, but I mean, she's the one that was lying, so yeah, that I, I that's not a sexist thing. Yeah. I think that no. was and just then, like I'm the Danny, one that's not doing anything wrong. Yeah, and, and and there was something really mature because like Danny wasn't like you lied to me. He was just like hey, <laughs> he was like hey, like you don't need to <laughs> do what. I was just gonna say he was just you know like if 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 you want to do it do it if you don't don't but yeah but you don't need to lie to me like just yeah just yeah it's cool I'm cool with whatever it's like, fine I'm fine I'm I'm Danny Pink baby yeah <laughs> uh, saving you from tigers taking care of kids I'm good at maths mm. I, all the weird. all the trees appearing and disappearing magically was weird instead of growing, you know? Yeah, it was yeah. That was weird. Which I guess they explained away with the little fairy fairy dudes, but it which I guess me of um the Christmas special with the forest. Oh yeah. The wardrobe one. Oh yeah. Where all the bit. trees <clears throat> inhabit that woman randomly. Right. I don't know. I was like, oh, is, the, is that random forest back? Like, is this where they ended up? But it was, I don't know. It was kind of twisty. <laughs> oh, maybe it's suggesting that they're all like that? Like, all forests are that? Like, all trees? In yeah. Moffat world. In Moffat world? All know. trees are magic. It's crazy, though, because thinking about, like, these tree spirits and then, like, the Vashon Arata are thing, too. Like, that's that's terrifying. Forests yeah. are scary. What if there's nature, there's like uh, there's like an episode there's like a Forest of the Night versus Vashtanarada episode? Just, it's just like a war zone <laughs> in the forest. Just like specs, just 
<laughs> yeah, specks of light and darkness just like fighting each other. That's cool. I'd watch that episode. I would too. <laughs> no, the Vashon Arata are my favorite Moffat monster, actually. So I'm just like, yeah, I'm down for that. It's Yeah, mine too. Yeah, that's because they yeah. never came back. That's why they're mine. <laughs> yeah. So true. So true. Although I read there was a comic written by uh, Josh Josh Hale Fialkoff, mm-hmm. um, who's a comic Hale writer Fialkoff. I like a lot. Sorry, huh? Sorry. Oh yeah, right. Um, <laughs> Josh, Josh Joshua Fialkoff, and uh, it was it was an episode that or it was a two part story that took place in space with an with like this uh, Russian cosmonaut. Um, in like the sixties and, uh, the Vashtanarada sort of like surround his spacecraft and like, you can't see them because there's no light in space anyway. So like, it was, it was pretty good. Like I was like, okay, that was, that was actually a really good second use of the Vashtanarada, um, because yeah, in in space you can't see darkness, and so, it's just it's, it's fun. To, it's it's just fun to say, Vashtanarada. Yeah. So would so that that one planet that the the farting aliens are from would be fun to say too if I could ever remember what it is. Uh, Raxacoracophallopatori something something. Fart world. Fart world. Super, <laughs> fart world. Super califragile fart world. Um, but uh, yeah, so, yeah, they have fun words on Doctor Who. Um, <laughs> they do. Just yeah. a platoon oh. upon the moon. Oh. Uh, what happened to the Jadoon? I miss the Jadoon. Didn't they show up briefly at like the season five finale? I mean, I'm yeah, sure they were there. They, 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 yeah, they stuck him in the box. Yeah, they're like, hey, we got a couple Jadoon costumes. Somebody get in these. <laughs> I still think that's probably the best twist in Doctor Who history. Oh, they were hunting. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's great. Yeah, the the Pandora. Pandora. Um, <laughs> Another fun word. Yeah, it's true. I really hope um, we get a twist like that next week, though. Oh man, I mean, hey, I mean, I'm, it's put it's put up or shut up time here on the Doctor's Companion. We're about to either yeah. eat crow or eat <laughs> milk, like, uh, <laughs> like NASCAR. It's, like, it's true, though. I'm so worried about the finale, uh, poor, like painting the rest of this season in a bad light after, after, after mm-hmm. it airs, you know, I'm like, I'm so, I'm so terrified of Moffat, like retroactively destroying this great season. I'm sure. Uh, Clara I'm just needed a hopeful, but just Clara just needed a kiss and everything's fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I hope not. Please. <laughs> Men solve everything. Am I right, bros? I'm right, bros. <laughs> Gatus, Gatus, up high, Gatus. <laughs> oh I don't know, but it looks, it, it kind of looks like that for next week because they're taking his TARDIS away for whatever reason. So I don't know. Yeah. Um, I just I'm want in, Missy Reveal. I want to know who she is. I know. I'm so excited. Like, even if we're wrong, you know, because if we're wrong, then I get to be surprised. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. But if we're right, holy crap, guys, we call it since, like, freaking what like into the dalek yeah like mm-hmm. episode two <laughs> mm-hmm. Scott, i really hope uh, 
yeah, I just really hope that we get uh, that reveal at the end of next episode. Like, I hope that's the big reveal yeah. slash cliffhanger, you know? Yeah. And not like a, oh, I'm Amy and Rory's daughter cliffhanger. <laughs> yeah. you, you, you hope it's good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Psych, I'm River Song. No, stop. Hey, Scott down. wanted to Shall come back. I do, I do, I do want her to come back. I, but, but I want to like come this. back as Alex Kingston, though, not this person. Yeah, not this person. This, this well, woman. No, I'm just well, kidding. <laughs> well, she can't be any other people because apparently she was only ever River and that roommate. And the and the baby. And the baby. And the baby. And the girl. She had three. She had Dave. three. There were three rivers. Yeah. But no <sighs> word for pond. Am I right? Uh, hey. <laughs> hey, maybe it's Jenny. Maybe it's just Jenny really old. Oh, what if it is Jenny? That would be awesome. Oh my I'd, god, that would be so great. It's like, hey, remember this girl? Like, remember yes, your although although it'd be it'd be really really weird slash creepy that she's calling uh, the doctor her boyfriend. Yeah. Oh, I forgot <laughs> oh, about that. Oh, did not. No, no, <laughs> All right, mind. take it back. Take, take it, it back, back, guys. Take backsies. Take backsies. <laughs> <laughs> Taking it back. <laughs> Dear listener, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> what if it's what's her face from Time of the Doctor, but reincarnated? Oh, the um, the the Mother Superior person. Yeah, I forget. Well, there was that rumor that Mother Superior was River, right? Yeah, or something. It was like a future incarnation of River. Sure. Um. I, yeah, no, I remember. Who knows? I'm you talking about this. Scott. I'm actually way yeah. more into like new mythology being built, though. You know what I mean? Yeah, me too. Like the master would be cool because we haven't seen the master in in the Moffat era. But yeah. I don't know. I'm really into the idea of it being. And hey, maybe it's no one. Maybe it's just a new character. I mean, that'd be cool too. I'd be totally fine with that as long as it's we we understand where she's coming from and mm-hmm. what her point is and why she's so obsessed. Yeah. But she wants to get married. Mm-hmm. What if what if she's like what if she's a companion that the doctor is going to have in the future oh. that becomes like obsessed with him? Yeah. Or like or like the the freaking like the syndrome of companions. Yeah. Where it's like you left me or like you like you you wouldn't let me get on the TARDIS. And it's like cuz you were freaking right. crazy. <laughs> So it's like the doctor's like League of Evil Exes, but it's like Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. It's his it's his League of Evil Exes. Yeah. The companions he doesn't talk about. League of Eagle, Evil uh, ex companions. Ooh. And they're going after yeah. Clara because like they think Clara's like getting too much love. <laughs> People like you too much. <laughs> <laughs> they just retroactively like <laughs> they're responsible for Rose getting sent to the parallel universe. <laughs> The cold she's open. behind every. She's behind every companion's oh life God. being ruined at the, the end. The cold she's like open. Anti Clara. Yeah. Yes. Oh my gosh! I'm in love. The cold open is Martha's car exploding or something. Oh my god. <laughs> Martha, 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 and Mickey. Oh. Martha, <laughs> Martha's car explodes and Mickey sees it from the driveway and is like, "No, Martha!" And then he just explodes for no, no. reason. Just. <laughs> She exploded. Eaten by a trash can. <laughs> she exploded, didn't he? 
<laughs> and then their like, kids are just like, did our parents just explode? Our parents just exploded. It's it, it, it's it's like the finale of Rick and Morty. Spoiler alert for Rick and Morty, but it's. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I need to watch that now. <laughs> is, it, is, is it doesn't something like this happen in that uh, that Terry Gilliam movie, the the Time Bandits movie? Oh yeah, kind of yeah. Yeah, someone's right? going back Isn't in time. That how it opens? Or yeah, something? totally. <laughs> yeah, their parents blow up or something. <laughs> God, I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm so excited for next week. I, I I'm excited slash nervous, and I'm I'm really really greatly not anticipating the week between part one and part two. Yeah. yeah. Ooh. Oh, I just had a thought. Um, what if it's like Clara, like from. Like I don't know, future Clara. It'd be weird yeah. that she calls her my Clara. Then that's well, I don't know. Maybe, maybe because it's Missy and the kids keep calling Clara Miss. Like that's uh, like, oh. I don't know. I don't know. Into the Nether yeah. Sphere. This I is think the last week we have to just spitball random stuff. So I'm just right. I think it. I think there's I think there's definitely a version of of this story where where like. Missy could totally be like some kind of version of Clara. Uh-huh. I just don't know if she'll literally be Clara. Yeah. Um, but I could I could see like maybe like Clara's a robot. Like maybe she's a cyber person. Mm, see? M- made by Missy and she's like a copy of Missy from when Missy was younger. Or like an Auton. Weird. Yeah, or like a well, let's hope it's not an Auton. No. We've had enough of those. Sure. <laughs> or like I'm how? sick of Autons. <laughs> Maybe that's why they um, they introduced the existence of cloning technology and time heist. Like maybe, oh. um, in for the what if time heist system. is like retroactively like incredibly important? <laughs> I'd be I'd be down with that. That's fine. Uh, Missy's like I'm gonna solar flare the TARDIS, and Claire is a. Uh, double clone person and also <laughs> she's a she's got robot parts well that <laughs> would explain the existence of multiple claras in different timelines yeah right oswin yeah mm. we'll see mm. i don't know i'm just i i don't know i'm just saying what if in the finale like the doctor's back is against the wall you know like mm-hmm. time is about to run, run he's about to get murdered you know time is up like the impossible task. And then it turns out right at the very end, like like you hear like the glass shattering through the ceiling and you're like, Doctor and then just down comes like Craig on a rope. <laughs> <laughs> I've crossed oceans of time. Missy is Craig. Yeah, it's, it's Craig. <laughs> Doctor, it's me. <laughs> Missy takes off her mask, it's Craig. <laughs> <laughs> Missy Missy is Stormageddon all grown up. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you know it's me, me. By a Missy, thing. Missy Stormageddon. <laughs> Missy Robin Blake. I just want. I just want if. Now I just want all of these fanfics. Like, just give them all to me. Just they all happen. <laughs> oh my god! You should, <laughs> Missy. You should go by your real name more often. Storm again. <laughs> and everyone's like, ah! <laughs> then it's like, next week. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
Oh, man. Uh, also, two weeks from now, we'll probably get our first trailer for the uh, Christmas special, because it's Ooh. so soon. Nick Frost saves Christmas. Yeah. Speaking of which, uh, I I've decided that uh, after the finale, we're gonna we're gonna go on hiatus until the Christmas special, and before we dive back into old stuff, because it felt weird to just do like five random weeks of classic yeah. Who and then go back to the Christmas special. Sure. So hiatus time. That's what. That's how that's gonna work. Sad. Yeah. Well, it's not like it doesn't it happen nice. anyway. To some of our subscribers, let's be honest. Oh, but they should. But they shouldn't. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that makes me sad. Oh, that was then. That was then. Um, yeah. So, uh, next week, Dark Water, part one of the, the two part finale. Um, oh, I'm God. excited. What if it's just the plot of that Jennifer Connelly movie? Dark water? Did you guys ever see Dark Water? No. Okay. No. I it, thought you were referencing uh, Labyrinth. Yeah. No, God, I wish. Like, no, th- there's this movie. <laughs> I was like, Missy is David Bowie. <laughs> <laughs> it came out like the year after The Grudge. It was like during the the whole like, you know, based on the Japanese horror movie phase, you know? Uh, and it was like, yeah. Jennifer Connelly and then like there was water and it was possessed by like a devil or something. Uh, <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, we don't, I don't think we want that. Okay. <laughs> It's just possessed by Cybermen. Yeah. Just water. Cyber water. Cyber water. <laughs> Good God. <sighs> so, uh, so Missy's the Goblin King. Yeah. And, I would uh, also watch that. I don't even care. <laughs> just the Doctor Who send up to Labyrinth. I would, oh, yes. Give me that fanfic, too. Has, wait, has, has there been a Labyrinth episode of Doctor Who? Like, where the Doctor is in a massive Labyrinth? Yeah, it's called Series 6. Hmm, God <laughs> Complex? Yeah, that's like a hotel. That I mean, they got lost in it, but I wouldn't call that a labyrinth. Yeah. Um. I mean, granted, there was a Minotaur, so that's close, but... Yeah. <laughs> well, they have the... Um, uh, unless, if we're doing Classic Who, it's the, the Nyman one. Horns of the Nyman. It's like a retelling of the whole, like, labyrinth Greek myth in space. Yeah... I wish I could count that in my heart, but I I can't because I know that they just use two hallways and just yeah, true. <laughs> just kept using them. Uh, and two is probably me, you know, trying to give them the benefit of the doubt. It was probably just one. Hey, we'll save it for our episode. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the episode will never get to write because we are American. Mm-hmm. La sigh. <laughs> yeah, the United States and Doctor Who teaming up historically not awesome. Uh, anyway, all right. Well, enjoy your burrito, everybody. That's that's, that's, <laughs> that's that. If you have thoughts you want to share uh, or theories about the finale, this is your last ha- chance. So if you want to find the post of this episode on the Doctor's Companion US and leave a comment, or you can send us an email tdcpodcast at gmail.com if you uh like me and you want to check out my other shows check out uh the mind robbers and the mind robbers versus uh both at mindrobber.net also where you can find not writing the podcast i do with nick 
And uh, if you're on Twitter, follow at TDC Podcast, or you can follow our personal accounts. I'm at Scott Corelli. Nick is at Nick M. Jimenez, and Cassandra's at Dark Hearted Rose. Uh, if you like the show, do us a favor, leave us a review on iTunes. really helps us out. And, of course, most importantly, be our street team. Get out there and, and warn them about us. Um, warn them. Warn them. <laughs> it's probably for the best. Yeah. Uh, all right. Next week, uh, we'll be back with Dark Water. Bye. Bye. Bye.